Hello, I am Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, I am Lori Wondra, and thank you for listening. Many of you know that my background includes nearly 30 years working in corporate America and global organizations, leading teams all over the globe in information technology. I was in executive management, but my real role was leading teams. I have a passion for people and I love to see them excel and shine when they're given the right opportunities and of course the right leadership. In corporate America, I had the opportunity to teach a lot about communication styles, conflict management, valuing worldviews and diversity, and shifting in a world of change. It was more of a way for me that I could incorporate my metaphysical humanitarian views, my spiritual views, but layer it in a corporate workplace. Talk about holding light in a corporate setting. I just led different. You don't have to have the title of manager, supervisor, etc. to lead people or to influence people. You can lead through motivation and influence. You can lead through other ways of just being. Leadership and leading doesn't have to mean it's done in a corporate or a work environment. I'm going to talk today in that context, but we lead every day. We lead in our families, with our friends, with our communities. It's about being involved, getting involved, being an example. That means first you have to understand who you are and be in that space of aware of your awareness. Now, I've always had a passion for people, corporate and team structure, and the difference in leadership and communication styles. I'd watch what motivated individuals and teams and what sucked the wind out of their sails. And energetically, maybe I did have a small advantage as I could literally see the energy being deflated during certain situations. I know I've had my own energy field slashed a number of times, and those were probably the best or the greatest learning opportunities that I had early in my career. We've probably all had good and not so good leaders, and we remember those. We remember what worked and what didn't work. Leading is hard, but so is being with someone that maybe doesn't know how to lead. The role of leader is changing and what we look for and what motivates us and what influences us has changed and it will continue to change. Where we are in the stages of our life also impacts what we look for and what we expect. Our goals are different and how we achieve them are also different. In a world that has so much diversity and so much opportunity, I feel that we are at this incredible pivotal point in our workplaces and how we look at work, how we look at what motivates us, how we look at resources and up and coming generations. We are working to live, not living to work. And we are waking to this fact. We simply want more out of and from 
our earthly experiences. Over this last five years, we have experienced a monumental convergence of events that will have lasting impacts on our communities, organizations, and our leadership for years to come. Some of those include the COVID-19 pandemic, movement, for racial and social justice, impacts to our financial security, increased poverty and greater expanse in the financial classes, food and housing shortages, threats to human rights, the climate crisis. We face the largest group of people leaving the job market, baby boomers, and there's been this hold on strategic engineering for the future needs, a push on old policies and practices, and growing political polarization. All or any of these present urgent calls to action. As leaders or preparing to lead, many of us are struggling to reimagine how we will lead through this complexity to contribute to a more just and equitable world. But it's also the up-and-coming workforce and those that will move into leadership roles in the next 5, 10, 20 years. The metaphysical being of me knows all cannot remain as is and that humanity would simply breeze through these coming years. Astrologically, we still have huge volumes of growth and struggles ahead. We know there are endings and with endings, we also know that there will need to be new and different beginnings. Those entering the workforce have different values and are motivated by different things. Those preparing to leave the workforce also have different values and are motivated by different things. But the common theme is people are seeming to have a shift in wanting to have a voice, the desire to be heard, being valued, working with purpose, and of course, having balance in their work and home life. The pandemic taught us that it was possible to work from multiple locations, but it also taught us where there wasn't a possibility in that and having local access was key. We've shifted and thinking the universe in the work environment has not shifted along with this can be setting us all up for some really rough roads ahead. And whether you are a leader now or an upcoming leader or someone that just really appreciates good leadership, I've gathered my thoughts on what successful organizations may need to focus on to survive and be successful in the future. Now, you might wonder, why am I talking about leadership and more corporate and more structure? Well, everything is energy and everything impacts everything. You don't have to be a leader to know that an energy of an organization that's not healthy will impact everything about that environment. There's really two types of leadership that I want to touch on today. There's really transactional leadership and there's transformational. And the transactional leadership, which is more structured and has been more prominent in most organizations in the past, it typically provides a very high level of structure. And usually each person has a specific role and there's clear expectations around that role, the goals, the outcome. It's most often uh, an environment that allows employees to spend more time completing their work without getting bogged down by too much uncertainty because really everything's kind of laid out for them. The downside of this sort of environment really can cause burnout if employees feel they aren't allowed freedom 
or a sense of ownership in their role and the ability to change something if needed, for example. This in turn could stifle long-term growth and innovation and creativity since the status quo or outcome of the deliverables are prioritized always over new ideas. This also has the ability to create a culture of competition that undermines the organization's goals. If people work against each other rather than with each other, then the energy is forced in that space, not in being productive or creative. People want to be rewarded for their contributions. And if they feel they aren't rewarded either by compensation, acknowledgement, or opportunity, well, studies have shown that overall motivation and morale declines. And with that declining, so does the quality and output of work. Now, that style of transactional leadership has worked very well for a long time for many or most organizations. But in time, we've evolved through the Iron Age, the Manufacturing Age, and then on to the Age of Information, and now science. We move further into artificial intelligence, automation, and remote everything. There's sensory in what we're developing. And we have to shift how our resources are managed and nurtured because we are becoming more sensory oriented. The age of Aquarius dictates our energy desire is to be in environments that are more collaborative, that our energy be focused more on humanitarian items, and that we're more cognizant of our environment and how our actions and energy impacts the environment. That includes people, places, and things. Older leaders and older methods of leading are retiring. And what do the upcoming employees, leaders, and resources need? What do we need to move into the next generation? Well, first, we have a continued advancement of the desire to be of service. Those in the workforce are feeling it, and the upcoming generations will be living it more. What are organizations doing when the language begins to turn more to mindfulness, influencing what you manifest, intuition? And then we talk about moon cycles and planetary influences, chakras, crystal gridding and office are using strong feng shui practices to align the energy in a space. We talk about blessing or clearing it with sage or making sure that the space for meditation or quiet rooms are available for people. Now, you may have just laughed out loud when I just said that, but it's true. There are younger intuits walking into this planet and they're just assuming that all those tools and those practices are just going to be there for them. That workspace is important. They know no other. So when we talk about the new world and being more aware of our emotional intelligence and mental processes, it's more than just that awareness. It's living it. It's walking it. It's creating the space for people to breathe in it. The coming generations are going to be the energetic bulldozers moving old concrete paradigms away to make way for the plantings of a new need for leadership. They are the seedlings and they're here now. The things that we are doing are minimal for what the next 20 or 30 years will be and what is needed 
I remember in my early 20s, I picked up a book about indigo children. It was like all the rage. People were talking about indigo children. And I wanted to know, am I an indigo child? And I was intrigued, but I also knew that it was yet another label similar to what we like to assign to other people. You know, attention deficit, someone on the spectrum. Labels distinguish they from me. Labels continue to create separation and distinction and classes and norms and not norms. Labels tend to reason away the beauty of our diversity, and labels tend to either give or take away opportunity. Labels either give or have the ability to take away opportunities. So going forward in this new energy that we're in right now, we need to learn how to work with it. I know myself being a female in information technology in engineering and high-tech global manufacturing organizations, let's just say I felt like a bulldozer. Now, let me add an intuitive, psychic medium, someone that sees energy. I could be an energy bulldozer, clearing the paths. Sometimes it may have felt more bull-like, but you get the meaning. Bulldozers, they create the pathways for the next generation to grow into. We've all done some of that bulldozing, moving others along the pathway or clearing or creating the journey way, creating that pathway. Our ancestors and our elders, those that came before us, created a pathway. My question is, have we bulldozed enough to help the future generations? Or do we just think we've done enough and we can claim our awareness, our consciousness, our wisdom without a clue to what the coming generations will bring with their awareness, their consciousness, their wisdom, their intuition, their senses, and their creativity? Where might we have negated skill, knowledge, wisdom just because of age? I don't think we've done enough. I think that we thought we were creating a pathway and then the next generation was going to come along and build the foundation, but I think they still have work to do to create the pathways. And the difference between transactional leadership and transformational leadership, it supports that environment just a little bit more. It supports being open and honest in communication. It celebrates diversity and empowers people to reach new levels of personal development. It fosters a sense of responsibility and loyalty in people. It allows and encourages innovation, change, and creativity. And we need that. It builds and sustains a culture of mutual trust. And for years in information technology, part of my role was shifting corporate culture around information technology, around big systems and processes. Sometimes we don't recognize that corporations or companies have a culture. And then we don't believe that that corporation or company culture can change. It's hard. And that's where transformational leaders or transformational leadership practices are so important because as the world changes around us, so too how we show up in our work days have to change. The challenges of this type of environment might be the duration of the shift. It takes a lot longer. It can be less effective if participants aren't willing to take personal responsibility or to change. They have to know that the attempt is change. There is a longer growth timeline. Anytime there's big change, there's investment in that change. And sometimes 
organizations or individuals need to understand that change can take longer than anticipated. We want everything to happen now, to happen overnight. That's just part of our humanness that we have. So I've come up with five areas that I think have been really bubbling up as a necessity or necessary awareness in the areas of change. And that would be maybe going from more transactional to transformative and maybe what the up and coming generations need. And again, you don't have to be in that role or defined as manager, supervisor, executive, you know, blah, 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 those types of things. You can lead through influence or you can understand what's needed in those environments. So let's go through those. So number one, idealized influence. That's a term that's being bounced around in corporate America. And really what it is, it describes the charismatic element of transformational leadership. Leaders really need to be role models. And the role models, they need to be respected and admired and emulated by those that they lead. We tend as humans, we want to follow a leader that we can trust and that we know who they are and we know how they're going to respond to certain situations, how they're going to respond under pressure, under stress, under chaos, under tough decisions. Idealized influence in leadership involves integrity in the form of ethical and moral conduct, being accountable for your actions, and then taking appropriate action when there is any sort of misalignment, either with yourself or with staff or within the organization. For the leader, this means living your values in a way that motivates others to follow your example. A transformational leader will also demonstrate qualities of the workplace culture that they want to promote, like creativity and resourcefulness, life and work balance, and recognition. One visible sign of transformational leadership is where the leader puts the team's needs always ahead of the leaders and won't ask others to do something that they wouldn't do themselves. Their followers or those that they're leading will have a greater sense of loyalty to the group's mission. This builds trust in the team and in the organization. And a lot more can get done when everybody is headed in the same direction and they trust that direction. The second one is individual consideration. A a transformational leader takes time to get to know individuals. This is not only about strengths and weaknesses, but personal motivation, potential, and an individual strategy. Transformational leaders can also be great coaches. They tend to be just as passionate about helping their followers develop and grow as they are about bringing their vision to life. They are able to see where there is a fit and where there is not a fit and coach individuals in or on to what might be best suited for everyone. They're not afraid to move people around and try things for the sake of growth. They understand this is just as important for an individual to feel good about where and what they're working on as it's Also, equally, and if not more important, for the entire team to see their leaders making good choices based on merit, contribution, potential, and value. If someone is struggling in their role, chances are others are noticing it. And if someone is shining in their role, chances are people are noticing that also. So strong leadership has the ability to consider both situations and act appropriately, kindly, from the heart, but also with that emotional intelligence and the mental processes. Three is 
intellectual stimulation. A transformational leader promotes curiosity and out-of-the-box thinking. When solving a problem, they understand the value of hearing from multiple people with different backgrounds and different perspectives. They understand they don't have all the answers. The team brains can often create better results than one individual. They may also encourage learning opportunities like training or seminars to help people around them keep learning and challenging their own assumptions. A strong leader listens and is open and can coach through a great or an inspirational idea. But they also can normalize something that might just be a little too far out there in the world for what is actually needed right now without diminishing the creative aspiration or the idea. There's a balance of risk and encouragement and let's just see what will happen. But teams also need to know the leader has their back and makes good choices and can say no when a no is needed if something isn't necessary or something simply a bad idea. Four, inspirational motivation. Transformational leaders are truly passionate about their current projects or vision, and they certainly are passionate about the people that they're working with. They often have the ability not only to ignite motivation in each person, to ignite them to fulfill their role, but to create the feeling that their goals are possible and can be achieved. They have the ability to uplift a team during losses, challenges, and unplanned chaos. They're also solid communicators. A transformational leader excels at sharing ideas, current status, and being honest and truthful of what is happening or not what is happening. Silence just leaves people filling in what might not be the truth. And number five, reviewing and adjusting. Transformational leaders are not afraid to pause, review, and make adjustments or recommendations, adjusting with people, projects, or processes. They realize if something is not working, it needs to be altered. You don't keep pushing forward on something that's not working. Being able to admit a mistake, being wrong, or needing help on something, if it is working, it needs to also be recognized and celebrated with a planned continuation of what is working. Transformational leaders stay engaged. They stay interested and motivated. They don't disappear once all is running. Things break. Things break down. And a transformational leader understands being diligent and watching for any slips or breakages is important. And communicating those findings is important. A transformational leader understands there are imperfections in everything. And that moment that that imperfection is discovered, well, that is the perfect opportunity for change. There is no such thing as status quo in a world of energy that's constantly changing and shifting and moving. Everything is evolving and so is how we must lead and how we expect to be led. Our environment Our people, places, and things are all shifting. And while transformational leadership can benefit many, many fast-paced workplaces, and it can be necessary for up-and-coming generations, there is a time and place for both styles, transactional and transformational. You still might be a little confused as to why I'm talking about leadership. Well, again, it's a vibration and things are changing and we are at a pivotal point place in our progression. And the truth is, is we can lead through influence no matter where or what we do in life. As a parent, you may not be thinking of the type of leader 
your child will need or want. You may not be looking at them as a future leader that will help transform the next generation. But as a parent, you are a leader and you are influencing and you are helping to evolve them. If you are in the workplace now, whether a leader or an individual contributor, we are in a time of changing of the workforce and what the workforce needs. Global movement, those leaving the workforce and those entering, all of this change is going to change how we interact with each other in the future, what our expectations are of these places in the future. It's important to note the changes within us and the changes that are happening around us. Because if we expect tomorrow and the next 10 years and the next 20 years to be the same as they've been in the past, all we need to do is take a little bit deeper look at history. Humans did not evolve by standing still. They were pushed by the energy of the universe to keep moving. And through those long cycles, we've gone through cycles of survival, thriving, and those two things continuing a pattern to help evolve or help move us forward. So how we handle these cycles also continues to need to change. And the key words are being aware and then having the ability to adapt and change. And again, I would say we're all leaders. We're all individual contributors because we're all energy and we play each and every role in everything that we do. I'm Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wondra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com. 